Do you believe it's possible to communicate with the other side of life? Have you ever had a spiritual experience that you couldn't explain, but it changed your perception of reality forever? Are you the kind of person who has asked questions but failed to get the answers from mainstream religions and philosophies? If you are, you're not alone. And in this podcast, we will endeavor to answer some of those questions from a very misunderstood and overlooked source. This is the journey into spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, we are going to be asking the question, can the spirits of our deceased loved ones visit us in our dreams? Now, this is a question that a lot of people ask, that a lot of people are curious about. And we've all had that experience in our lives where we've had a dream about someone who has passed away and we're talking to that person or that person is giving us some kind of advice in that dream. Maybe we're about to make a major life decision and suddenly we're dreaming about our mother or our father or our grandmother and they're saying, uh, don't make that move, don't take that job or maybe you should think about this. Or sometimes we're just having pleasant conversation like we're spending time with our loved ones and our dreams. And we wake up the next morning and we say, gee, you know, I, I had this dream about, you know, my mother, my father, grandma, grandpa last night, and it seemed so real. There was just something about that dream. It felt different. I wonder if they had come to me in my dream last night with that message or to spend time with me. It, well, from a spiritualist perspective, the answer to that would definitely be yes, because spiritualists do believe that that's one of the ways in which spirits can and do come to us in our dreams. And there are many cultures throughout the world, and even the Native Americans, who believed that when we're sleeping, our consciousness can travel throughout the worlds or the dimensions, and those dimensions have a lot easier access to us as well. We're not so distracted by the material world around us. We're not so immersed in the day-to-day -day of the, uh, you know, the world of materiality. So it's much easier in our sleep for our loved ones or the spirits to come to us. And in the same way, uh, there are people that have had dreams that they've sat and talked to their guardian angel or got some great advice or insight from their guardian angel. And it's the same principle, the guardian angel coming to us in our sleep state when we're more relaxed, more receptive, and bringing to us maybe the advice that we need or the answers that we seek. Or even sometimes to 
bring us comfort in a time of great upheaval or stress or anxiety in our lives. Now, some people might be a little concerned and say, well, if good spirits can come to us in our dream state, what about the bad ones? Is this something that we should worry about? Is an evil spirit or a bad spirit going to come to me in my sleep and do something bad to me or try to uh, possess me, you know, demonic possession or some such thing? The answer to that is no. Uh, that would be something that would be extremely, extremely, extremely rare to ever have happen. And I don't actually know of any cases where an evil spirit or a bad spirit came to someone in their dreams and possessed them or interfered in their lives in some way. So that that would be something that would be incredibly, extremely rare to have happen. I've never really heard of it myself. And I personally believe that the reason for that is because there are spiritual laws. There are certain laws as human beings that we must abide by. We can't just cross over into the spirit world anytime that we want and say hello to mom or dad. Uh, we talked about in one of my other previous podcasts that we just can't dial up any spirit that we want. We can't decide one day, oh gee, I'm going to talk to grandma today and she's going to be there at my beck and call just because I'm developing my mediumship and I know how to make connection with spirit. Uh, she's going to be there. You know, anytime I snap my fingers, uh, there, there she's going to be. No. Some, many times when mediums try to connect with a certain spirit for someone, that connection just doesn't come. And some people might look at the medium and say, well, uh, that shows that they're a fraud. No, that shows that they're probably real. Because a real medium knows for a certainty that we just can't control the spirit world because we want to. So there are laws. We cannot cross over into their world and do certain things and have our way, nor can they cross over into our world and have their way uh, and do whatever they want. So I, I think there is certain uh, spiritual divine laws that the spirit realm cannot cross, and one of them being having free reign or having a big target on our backs for the bad spirits when we're sleeping. I personally believe and feel uh, through personal experiences and experiences of others that uh, there's certainly uh, a level of divine protection while we sleep, the guardian angel is always there watching over us. We have that as well. So I think there are certain laws and rules in place that uh, keep the bad spirits from having a field day with us while we're sleeping, or they would be doing it all the time because that's what they do. They, they cause havoc, they cause chaos, they cause stress and anxiety 
and fear and we don't go to bed every night and have you know these hellish dreams and experiences and wake up in the morning going oh my god it was another night in hell you know that just doesn't happen and uh you know i think there are definitely uh reasons and laws um that they must abide by so don't worry about that kind of thing uh being attacked or infiltrated by evil spirits in your sleep i have ran across uh you know a few people in my lifetime who worried about that kind of thing or overly overly religious people who uh, you know went to churches or were taught by their families that the devil and demons were everywhere and you know you even had to say you know special prayers and plead the blood of christ over yourself before you went to bed at night just in case well there's really no reason to do that it's fine if you want to, you know, say a prayer of protection and, you know, to sleep peacefully uh, when you go to bed at night, but to do it out of fear or superstition, uh, thinking that something is going to come and get you, uh, I don't really feel that that's necessary at all. But now getting back to our topic about the good spirits, guardian angels, deceased loved ones, why would they come to us in our dreams? What would be the reason? What would be the purpose? Well, there are several, actually. And one, we've, we've already talked about, they can come to give us advice or guidance. If we're really struggling with something, many times we'll have a dream that we're talking to an angel or our guardian angel, or even Jesus Christ, or a deceased loved one, and they'll give us the answers we need in a dream. How many of you have had that experience? I've had it many times in my life, and I've known many people that had that experience as well. I remember my own mother one time was struggling with a decision that she was trying to make for months. She just didn't know, should I or shouldn't I? And one night she had a dream that she was sitting in the living room watching TV and suddenly this golden angel just appeared in the room and told her exactly what she needed to do. And when she woke up from that dream, she had such clarity. You know, the burden was gone. There was no more back and forth, no more tug of war. You know, she said, I, I now know exactly what I have to do with this particular decision. And it's, you know, it's crystal clear to me now. And there have been people that have those experiences. So spirits can come and give us guidance and advice. Another reason that a spirit might come to us in our dreams, uh, especially our deceased loved ones, is just simply to say hello and spend time with us. Our family members, our friends, those people that we're close with, they haven't forgotten about us when they've gone into the heavenly realms or the spirit world. I mean, think about the old religious idea. When our loved ones pass into spirit, well, they forget all about us, or they're not so concerned about us on earth anymore. 
it all becomes like this distant dream. They almost have an amnesia or uh, kind of this uncaring attitude. You know, they're just not concerned anymore with their family members. Well, would a God of love design an entire universe and spiritual universe and spiritual dimensions where our parents would leave this world and go into the world of spirit and forget about us? Or if we ourselves are parents, that we would die and go to heaven and just, eh, you know, I left my five-year-old son or daughter there on earth, but I'm really not worried about that. I'm, I'm really indifferent to that. I'm in heaven and I'm in bliss now, so that really doesn't matter. That's their problem. Well, that wouldn't really sound so much like a God of love. And if God is love, if love is the most important thing, which most of us believe and spiritualists definitely believe, then that love is the thing that connects us and it connects us throughout all eternity. Our loved ones have not forgotten about us just as we have not forgotten about them. So our loved ones in spirit will want to spend time with us. Sometimes they check in on us and we don't even know. Sometimes we hear their voice or we smell their perfume or smell their their pipe or their cologne or whatever, uh, you know, something that reminds us of them. And sometimes we have those experiences where we're just sitting down, having a nice conversation with our loved one who passed on. I've had, I used to love when I was a kid, Christmases at my grandmother's house. There was nothing like everybody gathering at my grandmother's house on Christmas Day, unwrapping presents, having Christmas dinner, sitting around and talking, just the family being together. No stress, no drama, no nonsense. And every once in a while, out of the blue, I'll have a dream that I'm having Christmas at my grandmother's house. I'm the age that I am now. My mother is there, my grandmother is there, my grandfather, we're all talking, we're having Christmas dinner, and it's always very interesting to me because someone in that dream, one of my deceased relatives, will always look at me before the dream ends and smile, and they'll always ask me, and they'll say, wasn't it nice that we got to do this today? Wasn't it nice that we all got to have Christmas together, even though some of us are no longer on the earth. And I just find that to be amazing, that it seems that those in spirit come to me in my sleep, in my dreams, and we just have Christmas together. And when I wake up from those dreams, I feel like I literally had a real Christmas at my grandmother's house. So spirits will come to us just to say hello. They're not necessarily there with a message or any kind of advice or anything ominous or spooky. There are family members, and sometimes they just want to spend time. Nothing else, nothing more. 
But now that brings us to the next meaning or the next reason why they, our loved ones would come to us in our dreams. And that is to bring a message of some kind. Now, again, that can be advice. It could be a warning about someone or something that we need to change. We've all uh, probably had the experience or know somebody that did. Um, I have a, fr uh, a family friend uh, years ago who had a dream that her grandmother came to her in her sleep and told her not to go out in the car that day. It was a it was a Friday night actually, and they said uh, the grandmother said stay home, don't go out in the car, you'll be safe. Stay home. Well, she ignored that dream, and she went out in the car, her and her husband, and they had a car accident, and it was a uh, very, uh, very scary. Um, you know, being hit by another car and rolling, you know, down an embankment. They were kind of lucky to survive. I mean, obviously, uh, the good spirits and the angels and and God were with them uh, to preserve them through that. But you know, they got the warning from uh, from God, from the spirit world first, that said, "Stay home, stay home on Friday, stay home tonight. Don't go in the car." And stories like that, at least where I came from, uh, were quite. Um, quite numerous at times, people receiving the warnings in a dream. Don't take that job. Stay away from that person. Don't drive in the car tonight. Don't go out to dinner. You know, whatever it might be. And if the person heeded that warning, they found out that, yeah, something bad happened that really saved them uh, a lot of trouble, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, or even sometimes from physical harm. So spirits will bring messages. Now the next reason why a spirit will come to us in our dreams is for reconciliation, to make things right or take care of unfinished business. Sometimes a spirit will come to let us know that they're sorry for something they did in their lifetime that was hurtful toward us or another family member. Sometimes they need to hear an apology from us. Maybe we did something to this person before they passed away. Maybe we misjudged them. Maybe we did something selfish and we hurt that person. And they need to hear us say, we're sorry. Maybe there's unresolved business. And that could take many forms. But sometimes a spirit will come to us for those reasons. And we'll just, we'll just put that under the heading of unresolved business in their earthly life. And that could be many things. Tell my kids I love them. I didn't get to tell them I love them. Uh, I don't feel that they knew that I love them. I didn't show it enough. Tell my kids I love them. Tell grandma I'm sorry. Or they're saying to you, I'm sorry. Or they're saying to you, you did something that really hurt me in my life and I carried this around for years. 
and I need to hear you say that you're sorry. I need this to be resolved so I can go forward in my journey in the spirit world and not carry this burden with me. Now we have to understand, folks, as I said before, we don't automatically become super enlightened beings when we leave the physical body. We're still us. You know, we we have this idea that when the body dies and the spirit or the soul exits the physical body, well, well, suddenly we're like superheroes. We we cast off the old clothes and now we're just these perfect spirit beings. We don't have any resentment. We don't have any guilt. We don't have any regrets. We don't have any anger. You know, everything's good. Suddenly we're godlike and we can just poof right up the ladder to the presence of God and uh, no harm, no foul. No, it's still us. And if you read a lot of near-death experiences or even paranormal experiences with uh, spirits that are stuck in a certain place, you know, you definitely and very quickly start to come to the conclusion that we carry things with us when we leave this world. And sometimes we need to work that out when we leave the physical world. And sometimes we may come back to a person on the earth in a dream or just appear to them with a message and somebody will say, oh my God, uh, you know, I just saw a ghost. I saw my great grandfather standing by the fireplace and, uh, you know, he was such a mean man. You know, he was so terrible to me. Uh, but he appeared by the fireplace and he looked so angry or he looked so sad. Well, you have to read that emotion. Why would he be mad? Why would he be sad? What happened, you know, that he's carrying that with him and he's still le he's letting you know, hey, I still feel this way. You know, they're not there to try to scare us or haunt us or look angry like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to haunt you. You know, no, they're there to convey a message. Why are they looking sad? Why are they looking mad? They're, they're giving you the hint. Something is wrong. We need to fix this so you can let go of it and I can let go of it as well. And sometimes the way they do that is by coming to us in dreams. You know, another interesting dream that I had, and this was probably about six years ago, when, uh, when I grew up, uh, me and my brother, uh, our cousins lived next door to us uh, for a time. And their mother was uh, from Alabama. She was, you know, diehard Southern woman. And she was generally kind of mean to us. She would yell at us for no reason, backhand us across the face for no reason at all. Or if you burped and didn't say excuse me as a little kid, uh, you know, she would come out of nowhere and just, you know, whack you across the face, say hey, excuse me. So, pretty mean person. Uh, 
And someone I always looked back on in my life and said, man, her, her name was Patricia. And I always say, man, Patricia, she was, uh, she was an abusive person, man. You know, I mean, she never like punched anybody or anything like that, but man, she would yell, she would intimidate, she, you know, she'd slap you across the face. You know, sometimes I, I guess she was pretty, uh, abrasive because, you know, it knock you halfway across the room. She put some force behind those slaps. And uh, so I never had a really good memory of her, you know. Uh, Patricia was always someone uh, that if I thought I would be like, man, you know, she was uh, uh, she was not a very good person, you know. She definitely had uh, some kind of problem, you know, to, to treat, you know, kids that way. But about six years ago, I go to bed and out of nowhere, I'm having this dream that I'm at my parents' house. And the funny thing is, uh, all of a sudden, Patricia comes walking into the room. And I ask her in the dream, I'm, I'm looking at her, and I ask her, I say, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this dream? And she said, I, I came to talk to you about something. And at that moment, which, which was funny, I mean, my, my father is still alive, but he, he was in the dream. Uh, my mother passed away in, uh, I think, 2012. Uh, so she had already, uh, you know, uh, been deceased at this time. But in the dream, my parents got up and they left the room. They left the room to leave me and Patricia like they were giving us privacy. So, you know, I said, well, you know, what is it? And, uh, and, and it's, I, I wasn't thinking about her that day. I hadn't thought about her in a long time. Uh, but here she is in this dream and she said, I wanted to come by today and apologize for the way I treated, you know, all of you guys as kids. I didn't mean to, but I was very frustrated. I was very angry. Uh, my husband was being unfaithful to me, which he was. He was very unfaithful. Uh, she had a lot of problems. Uh, she didn't feel good a lot of the times. And she did pass away of uh, leukemia. It was horrible death uh, that, that she died. And, you know, she just said there were times that she wasn't thinking. But that she was very sorry and she she didn't want me to have bad thoughts about her or that when I thought about her, you know, in my life to say, geez, you know, I feel like Patricia really wasn't, uh, you know, the best person to be around. She said, you know, I, I don't want you to think about me that way anymore. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I didn't mean it. It maybe it seemed like a good thing to do at the time, losing my temper. I had, you know, all these problems with my husband. I wasn't feeling well. I had other issues in my life, and I just handled everything uh, completely wrong. So she apologized. I remember at the end of the dream saying, hey, it's okay. It's fine. I appreciate you coming by to say this. And when I woke up from that dream, any bad memory, any bad thought I may have had of thinking, you know, that she was uh, a toxic person from my childhood was gone and never returned. When I think of her now, I think of her with love, with peace, like 
she would, you know, what a nice person she was. You know, how nice of her to come all those years later and, you know, tell me that. That, you know, apologizing for what she, you know, how she treated us when we were kids. So would just a dream do that? Because I felt that I was in her presence. It was one of those dreams. It was completely out of nowhere. And I asked her in the dream, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this dream? And she said, I came to tell you something, something I've been wanting to talk to you about for a very long time now. And my my perception of her completely changed after that. So five, six years ago, however long it was, completely different perception of her as a person. All the toxic is gone. So that was, you know, I believe an example of a spirit that had unresolved business. And she passed away, uh, geez, it was probably uh, the mid-latter 70s. I was, you know, pretty young. I was I was in maybe uh, first grade, kindergarten, first grade, second grade if I was lucky, but I, I think I was more like kindergarten, first grade. I don't even think I was in second grade yet. So this was a long time ago, a long time ago. And so in earth time, I mean, now it's, you know, 2000 something. And she's just now having opportunity to come to me to say, hey, I'm sorry. So unresolved business, it helped her, it helped me. And I believe when I see Patricia in the afterlife, when I leave this world, no hard feelings. I'll see her with everyone else. I'll give her a hug. How are you doing? It's good to see you. All is well between us. And that's a wonderful thing when you really think about it. So don't be afraid if you see um, spirits in your dreams that maybe you don't have good memories of, or maybe they were mean to you or your mother, you you did something bad to them, unresolved business. If, you know, Uncle Joe's appearing in your living room looking, you know, mad or sad, you know, don't let that freak you out. You know, take the opportunity to make things right. And you don't have to sit there and have a seance or get into mediumship. You know, you can simply say a prayer. You can say, hey, God, I, I would just like to talk to Uncle Joe right now. Or in the name of, you know, Christ, uh, I, I would like to speak to Uncle Joe right now. Uncle Joe, if you can hear me, you know, uh, if the angels could bring him into my presence so he can hear what I'm about to say. And then just make things right. Hey, Uncle Joe, I, I forgive you. I saw you in the dream. I saw you in my living room, you know, looking unhappy or angry. You know, I understand what you're saying. You know, I forgive you or I'm sorry I did what I did to you. Everything's okay. It's, it's all right in between us. I know that you have regret. I know that you have sadness. I know that you want to have resolution to this problem that we've had between us, no matter who's at fault. Apologize, you know, tell them you accept their apology. Wish them peace in the afterlife and tell them 
to go on in their journey toward God and to let it go. It's, it's okay, and you'll catch up with them later. You would be surprised, absolutely surprised how much good something like that can do and the burden you will feel just, it's almost like a, a tangible energy in the room that is just before it was heavy and now it's gone or before it was heavy on your soul or on your mind, and now it's gone. You just feel like, oh man, that feels so good. And that's when you really know Uncle Joe or whoever heard you, and you just helped that person really wrap up some unresolved business, and they're now at peace. And in return, that certainly makes you feel a lot more peaceful. And you won't think about Uncle Joe the same no matter what he did or what you did to him because it's now resolved. So we should never be afraid of spirits or spirits coming to us in our dreams. Uh, they're there for a reason. And sometimes they're just there because they simply love us and they want to spend time with us. And I think personally, it's one of the gifts of God that he's given to us that we are able to see our loved ones again in our dream state, to be able to talk to them, to be able to take care of unfinished business or to spend Christmas at grandma's house. You know, I feel that these are gifts from God to let us know. Love always binds us together, now and throughout all eternity. We don't forget about each other. We don't abandon our loved ones when we leave this world. They don't abandon us. And that's comforting. And so I never understood people that, you know, sit and say, well, you know, communicating or, or you know, communicating with or believing you're communicating with deceased people, uh, that's evil. I see it completely different because I and, and, and many people who you know are spiritualists or spiritists or just have that belief, uh, they don't see it through the eyes of fear or darkness or evil. They see it through the lens of love. I got to see my mother. I got to see my grandmother. You know, maybe I saw an apparition or... Maybe uh, they came to me in a dream, or however they made their presence known. That was a gift letting me know they're still there. And there's nothing evil about that, I don't think, whatsoever. That is one of the greatest gifts of love that we can receive. And I would rather believe and serve and love a God who allows love to keep us all together throughout eternity rather than a God who says, I took your loved ones into heaven. They've forgotten about you. Earthly life has faded from their consciousness and it's absolutely evil and you'll be punished for it if you try to speak to them in any way, shape, or form. That doesn't sound like love. That doesn't sound like God to me. It sounds just the opposite. So, don't be afraid of these things. 
And when you see your loved ones in a dream who have passed on into spirit, enjoy the time together. Hear what they have to say. Spend time. Receive the message. Resolve unresolved issues. It's a great gift, and it can really make a difference in your life. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you got something out of it. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Stay well. Treat one another with love and compassion. And I'll see you next time here on The Journey.